Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NBA. Top it is guarding Durant. Durant gets it right of the lane. Jumper over him. Rattles it home. Kevin Durant's got 20. Jones back to Jackson. Turns. Fires the left wing three. Ring it up. Put three on the board. Jaron Jackson caught it. Found the spot. And right in the grooves and fires it up and in from the left wing. The Lakers with five and a half to play. In the quarter, Russ again attacking. In full-on attack mode, Russell Westbrook. Chioza, the porter, he'll circle to the left. Takes the three, no good. Missed it. Chioza, rebound. Out to Curry. Three ball on the way. Splash! Rebound, DeAndre agent Gets it out on top. Three-pointer is up. Shazam by Chris Paul. Highlights from the NBA, the marquee game, the Suns. They do it again. 17 straight wins, a club record. They beat the Warriors. Devin Booker left the game in the second quarter with a hamstring injury, but Steph Curry had a horrible shooting night. And 104-96, the win goes to Phoenix at home. Tie is the club record. It didn't set. Tying it at 17. Entertained by that? Told us yesterday he had it circled. Oh, yeah, man. A watch party. Are you kidding me? I was entertained. It was like watching Gone with the Wind. Why was it like watching Gone with Because it was a classic. Okay. What do you mean, why? What a dumb bleep question that is at 7.03 in the morning. I mean, why? It was a classic. All right. Why would you ask a question like that? Because I didn't think it was a classic. thought it was a good game. I didn't think it was it a was classic. It was a classic. Good game. And Name me a better time. game in the history of the NBA on the last day of November. <laughs> you can't. See? You cannot. What will it mean going forward? Well, yeah, well, I mean, nothing going backward. Presumably, the Warriors are going to get Clay Thompson back, and the Suns will get Devin Booker back. Well, then they'll get back to where they once belong. Both teams now 18 and three, tied for the best record in the NBA. I mean, but Curry's an entertaining dude no matter what uh, because he's not shooting the ball well. But at any point, he can drain five three pointers in a row, and nobody would bat an eyelash. Uh, this Jordan Poole, you have to give the Warriors credit and that he was, a, I think it was the last pick of the first round when he came, comes out of Michigan there. I think that that was off their last title year. And then in that first half, he looked like Steph Curry. <laughs> uh, so, you know, there's guys to be had out there. You've got to find them. And the Warriors, and they got Kevin Durant gifted to them. But other than that, you know, they've done a heck of a job. And then other than that, you know, how was the play? Well, uh, you know, except for the shooting, it was fine. I understand that. But they did win without him. Uh, and they've done a great job drafting and assembling their team in various methods. And Poole looks like he's the latest one. 6 of 12 from 3 for him, which is the Steph Curry-like numbers you're talking about. While Steph was a miserable 4 of 21 shooting the ball, which is a historically awful night for him. Really? It was his worst night ever? Wow. With 20 shots. It was his worst shooting percentage was, ever? I don't know that it was his worst ever. Okay, but so you're starting to back off well, that big historical. Historic. One of the worst. I mean, well, it's terrible. Well, that's not one of. Historic. No, 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 no. Misusage yes. of the word. Can we have a ruling, please? 
seem to be a misuse. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to get all fancy on us. He just gave me the side eye, too. I'm in trouble. <laughs> you or me? I didn't know who you were. You shaved the beard. You look like a different dude. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Lakers go on a 40-8 to run. They were getting buried by the Kings. And then... They're getting buried? They were down 14, and suddenly they were up. 92-74, whatever that is. 18? I don't know. That's a big swing in the middle of the game. From down 66-52, to up 92-74. I've not seen very many 40-8 to runs. One time they put like a 40-0 on them or something. 40-4, and the Kings shot four free throws and didn't make a basket in an entire quarter. I figured something must have gone wrong with the Kings because Locke tweeted out, it's a good thing the Suns and the Warriors are distracting the Kings. At no point am I ever paying attention to the Kings anyway, so watching paint dry would distract (laughs) me from the Kings. (laughs) I didn't see it either because, like you... Like most NBA fans, the Suns and Warriors were the game of the night. But I did see that tweet from Locke, and then uh, flipping through, someone took a picture of the two scoreboards and clipped them and combined them. I didn't see that. Yeah. 40 to 8 run, and the Lakers win in a blowout. And they did it without LeBron James. He tested positive, went into COVID protocols, he asymptomatic. Positive. So He did test positive? Yak, he tested positive. That's what I understand. There yeah. it is. He's in the health and safety protocols is what officially was the word. I didn't know that means you... One of his teammates said he was uh, asymptomatic. AD said he was, was asymptomatic. It was AD who said it, yeah. Well, good for him then. See him back soon, whatever those rules are. I don't know what they are. Trailblazers beat the Pistons 110-92. to CJ McCollum went for 28 as Portland gets a win, beating one of the worst teams in the NBA. And James Harden goes for 34 as the Nets take down the Knicks, 112-110. All right, James. Jalen Suggs, fractured thumb, will not require surgery. It's going to be reevaluated every two weeks before a decision is made on when he returns to play. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. Ball goes to Roach at half court, throws it at the goal. Roach, no good, and Ohio State has upset number one here in Columbus. The Buckeyes knock off Duke 71-66, coming from 15 down to get their fifth win of the season and the second win since Chris Holtman has been the head coach at Ohio State over a number one ranked team as the fans and the students and maybe even people from the parking lot have now started to storm the court. Number one, Duke. It was a glorious win over Gonzaga. But then Ohio State gets them 71-66. You just heard down 15. They rally. They scored the last 12 points of the game. It was a 12-0 run over the last four and a half minutes as Duke gets beat by Ohio State. BYU in action tonight in Orem. Going to play UVU, 7 o'clock. Game's on ESPN+. And BYU TV. The Utes open Pac-12 play against USC. SC is 6-0, ranked 20th in the country. And that game tonight will be on Pac-12 Networks. And Dixie State gets a win over Bethesda, 99-61. DJ and PK. 
Hashtag NFL. Former BYU quarterback Taysom Hill has been taking first team reps for the Saints. They're gearing up for a game against the Cowboys. He is expected to get the start tomorrow night. All right. Good. Looking forward to it. Giants starting quarterback Daniel Jones is questionable. Supposed to play the Dolphins this Sunday, but he got a strained neck in the win over the Eagles last week. Questionable. Sounds a lot more serious than a strain, but that's what they're talking about now as the Giants gear up for that game. Steelers coach Mike Tomlin said there will be changes coming. His team is back to 500. Five wins, five losses, and a tie. They got blown out by the Bengals. He said, we just stunk the place up. What you can't do is continue to do the things that you've been doing and expect a different result. We're open to some schematic changes. We're open to some personnel changes, obviously. They won't be drastic in nature, probably more subtle in nature, but hopefully significant. Significant in a positive way. Steelers looking bad in that last game. So we'll see if they get a spark out of that. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Brian did not come to me, which frankly I appreciated, with some opportunity to match uh, the offer. But, but he, when we talked, he indicated that he was resigning um, to take another position. He thanked me for the opportunity the university had provided to him, thanked me for our friendship, which I very much appreciated, and I wished him all the best. And we talked a little bit about um, how today would how today would work. Notre Dame going through a coaching change, and there is the athletic director right there, Jack Swarbrick, talking about how the coach stepped down, and now the search begins. Who wants the Notre Dame job? Who's qualified for the Notre Dame job? How will this all play out? Urban Meyer, no interest in taking another head coaching job in college, remains committed to rebuilding the Jacksonville Jaguars, according to reports. Citing what, PK? Sources. Sources. Yeah, it'd be a bad look for him. Five-star quarterback prospect Malachi Nelson is committed to USC following Lincoln Riley to L.A. He had committed to play for Oklahoma. Riley departed to USC. He backed off that verbal pledge. Now committed to USC. Uh, he's a California kid, Los Alamitos High School. Backed off his pledge to Oklahoma. He's hit USC twice there. Excuse me. Yeah, said I've Oklahoma. I've seen him play. How'd he look? I mean, I have no idea how you go five-star to four-star to three-star and all that. Uh, so I have seen him play. I get those uh, Fox Sports channels on my direct and f- uh, flicking around. They have high school games on there. So, you know, the kid, uh, and I knew of the kid. That's why I intentionally watched him. And I'm not a, I'm not a QB evaluator by any stretch. Uh, but obviously he looked good. And who knows? I mean, the quarter, quarterbacks now coming from high school to college it's like trying to pit uh okay this guy's gonna be a surefire winner as a head coach i guarantee it without exception you you can't do that man there's been so many of them it's come to light more as far as you know riley jensen will have him on earlier or later today this morning and he was talking about last week you know he's he looked at the elite 11 deal and the transfers and i can recall talking to you about it several years ago in that uh, 50% transfer, and of those 50% who transfer, like 50% roughly transfer a second time. You did the math on it. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 to, to quote our dear friend, the numbers were astounding. 
on the number of transfers these kids as they try to just chase a dream. And dreams die hard that way. You know, they, and I don't, I'm not saying that lightly by any stretch because it's, it's tough when you're all that as a high school quarterback and everybody's telling you're great and your parents and your mother and your father, their, their chests are puffed out when they go to the games and you're a big man on campus. I have seen it. I've covered preps for years. I've seen it uh, locally. I've seen it in California. You hear about it nationally. But you never really know how it's going to translate to the high school to college level. This kid looks good and all that, but I can't tell you. Is he going to take a snap? Because he's going to have to beat out Dart here in the next two to three years. And if he doesn't, well, then he's gone. Because he's not going to wait for Dart, maybe an NFL guy, but he still has two more years to play. Right? That's a long time, (laughs) the way we see quarterbacks transfer. They don't even wait two months now. Nope. (laughs) Not necessarily. No. Well, between the Elite 11 camps and 7-on-7 stuff and not having pass rush and not being real football, but even when you see them in high school games, some of these guys are going to schools where, you know, there's transferring, there's recruiting, especially if you're a powerhouse private school, but we've seen it here, even if you're at a public school, and teams are loaded, and it makes you look better when your offensive line is great and your receivers are great and the other team doesn't match up. So it's, it's just hard to know. You get to college, things can be a little more even. And we saw it with Oklahoma this year. Quarterbacks can look good one year and then not look good at all the next and lose their job. Slovis's gay, uh, high school won three games, I think. And his quarterback coach was Kurt Warner. He's a Hall of Fame guy. Still only won three games. So you don't even necessarily have to look good to be good. Virginia Tech announced the hiring of Penn State defense coordinator Brent Pry as the Hokies' new head coach. He'd been a graduate assistant under Frank Beamer back in the 90s, and Louisiana Tech announced the hire of Texas Tech offense coordinator Sonny Cumbie as the Bulldogs' new head coach. And Kentucky has agreed to a contract extension with head coach Mark Stoops that runs through the 2027 season. His name has been linked to various head coaching vacancies, including the one at Oklahoma. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Day of negotiating brought Major League Baseball and the Players Association no closer to a new collective bargaining agreement with the correct deal set to expire at 11.59 tonight. 9.59 our time. Players want free agency after five years or 29 and a half years of age, whichever comes first while the arbitration, while beginning the arbitration process after two seasons instead of three. Owners don't want any of that. Well, I would say, hey, well, let's have a compromise. We'll just, everybody's on a one-year deal. Ooh, no multi-year deals and just stir the pot again the next year. Yeah, I mean, that's what college sports has turned into. That is what it's turned into. Coaches can break contracts and Players can transfer, so hit reset. So sure, we'll, we'll give you free agency at twenty-one. I'd be careful of the uh, the owners offering that because as the NBA contracts have gotten shorter, they've had less control, and it's driven them nuts. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. This is an entirely different sport. One or two guys can make a significant power change. Mike Trout had been the best player in the game, and now Otani's the beauty of the best player in the game. So they got the two best players, and they don't sniff the playoffs anywhere close. So I don't I don't see that as apples and kumquats. 
What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Riley Jones is here at eight, uh, Riley Jones. Riley Jensen is here at eight o'clock. Our college football insider, Kyle Whittingham, Ute head coach at eight thirty. Dylan Cauley, former BYU wide receiver, at nine o'clock. Right here on the Zone Sports Network with DJ and PK. We'll get to the question of the day next. It's been a wild ride for Blake Anderson and the Utah State Aggies as the Aggies have punched their ticket to the Mountain West Conference Championship game. The Aggies head to Southern California to square off against San Diego State for their first ever Mountain West title. Catch all the play-by-play action this Saturday, beginning with the Aggie pregame show at noon, right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Hot Texture Toast is brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair, it's 2021, and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text HAIR to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment, or visit www.utahairmd.com. Should BYU try for a better bowl or play in the Independence Bowl and get an easy 11th win? Jim says, always take the one with the biggest payout. It's all about the money anyway. It's not that much money. A lot of it's backed up by ticket guarantees. The bowls that they're eligible for, I don't know that it has that much uh, difference. It's it's like pennies. When you need millions and you can get 5000 10000 what difference does it make? Matt says, I don't think they get to choose, comma, Mr. James. It's very formal. Well, how do you know they do or don't? David says they have agreements in place before the season starts. Got what if agreements in place also. So they will be free to go to a New Year's Six if they get chosen. But what about flipping to another bowl? A bowl game in Arizona, maybe? Many are called, few are chosen. Yeah. I'm neither called or chosen. And the one time they called, I wasn't home. I missed my chance. Story of my life. Elvin says, just hurry up and decide so I can decide if I want to go. And if I can go. What does that mean? His old lady's got the shackles on him. If he can go. Wear some pants. And on a pantalones. Well, not knowing what bowl game is, you may not know what date. He may have plans. Change him. He could. Eldon, just change him. No big deal. Come Man. on. Richard says, take the easy win and brawl after the game. Winking emoji. Oh, what they done? Did they, but they, did they win that Hawaii or Miami game? Nope, that's, they lost that game. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> lost to Memphis. Yeah. Uh, that's, what the, that's what I recall, so... You're mixing your bowl games. You got one which they won, one which they brawled. Jeffrey says the better bowl is always the answer. Really? To find better. Opponent with a better record, opponent with a bigger brand, closer game easier for your fans to go, the payout thing, if it's not pennies, as you point out. I think it's defined as the more prestigious opponent, the, the record's. 
You're not if you play one of UT whoever the heck it is over there, uh, you're gonna you're gonna get zero buzz. UT San Antonio. Yeah, you just got the loss to North Texas. They're not undefeated, so I mean Tim oh. Duncan ain't walking through that door. So you're going to get zero buzz out of beating UT San Antonio. I couldn't name you one player. And don't try to go look and name me players so people think you know what you're talking about, about UT San Antonio, because you don't know either. I absolutely don't. (laughs) I've watched zero UTSA games. It's the only game you didn't watch over the Thanksgiving weekend. I've been to one of their games, actually. He now gets bugged because I claim he watched too much sports. Over, so now he'll tell I me, I didn't watch this that, but it's so easy to get under his skin. It's like sometimes I feel guilty. It's the constant personal <laughs> attack. I feel guilty for needling you. Yeah, it's just, it's too easy, man. Get a thicker skin. <laughs> just say, yeah, I watch sports, and what are you going to do about it? That's your mode of attack. Not to try to deny. No, that just makes me come on stronger. Come on. Haven't you learned anything? It might ruin the show. I think people Jeez. No, they, I think they want to see you attack me now. For the next 20 years, you attack me. Ready? Go. So you can't. Because <laughs> you told me off the air not to. No, have at it. Let's go right now. Let's settle this thing once and for all. Let's <laughs> settle what thing. You're already bored by the bull talk. You put the question up. I get the Mr. James, but you put the you question up. You wanted the question. I told you the question I wanted. You didn't I, put I it had, up. I thought that's the one you wanted. Oh, was it? Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Who can remember? Yeah. <laughs> Clearly not me. I, you specifically said do it. Okay. All right. So I did it. <laughs> and now we're mad because we requested <laughs> You... <laughs> You were the one who put it up. You didn't want the other question I put up, it too? up, but you want it. What's the other one? Hold on. The one about... Uh, How the wild Pac- is it that some folk proclaim yeah. BYU as Pac-12? See, teams? I think that's a very important, or pertinent, I should say, question. Because my guess is, and you, you do the comments because you read them and you're better at yeah. that than I am. And my guess is that there's going to be a bunch of people, Ute fans, saying, oh, you're trolling, and you fans... <laughs> uh, you mean, Andrew? This is lazy trolling, man. Period. Yeah. Do better. But Period. see, it's not. Because the reason why I say that is on the show... Last night when they introduced the the poll and they go, you know, what are they going to do? You're talking about the football yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. The, the guys. And Reese Davis mentioned BYU as the honorary uh, winner of the Pac-12. And Kalani was asked about it on Saturday. What was his response, Yawk? Something along the lines of, we're not going to get into that, blah, Lower blah, blah. classy. It's yeah. hard to put together a schedule. We appreciate the teams that were willing to play us. Yeah. Well, do you, if you got to play it. He's giving us uh, the one, the index finger. Hold on a second. Could mean one minute, one second, one hour, one segment. I mean, you know, that's open to all sorts of interpretation. So I'm not exactly sure. Well, now I got the thumbs up, which I assume means right now. We're just happy to play the game. I don't, I, we're not going to get into that stuff. We we have too much respect for the, for the, for football and for this conference to to make statements like that. It's genius response that's a genius response because he doesn't have to do it 
Let the others do it. Let the folks who have the voices. Reese Davis has a voice. It's a significant voice in college football because he's the lead guy. And it's not as, it may not be as, as significant as uh, Kirk Herbstreet and Desmond, why do I always laugh like the vice president, Howard? I can't tell the two apart. All the time. That's all they ever do is cackle. But Reese gets to set the table and right. set the parameters of the discussion. And when he, and he says, says that. they're the honorary uh, Pac-12 winners, that's significant, as you point out a million times. It's about selling your program. So that is a sellable, marketable point. And just because Kalani doesn't talk about it in front of the microphone at a press conference doesn't mean he doesn't talk about of it course. with the recruit's family. So he's up there saying the right thing for BYU and then also, too, for Oregon if Cristobal takes another job. Uh, whomever, who knows? And if he doesn't want to, and I've already heard, if Cristobal takes the Miami job, Oregon's extremely interested in Kalani. And maybe Kalani doesn't want to take it and squeeze BYU for every freaking last cent. And me and about 500,000 other Cougar fans just applauded because all the Cougar fans, literally all the Cougar fans that I talked to at the gym or wherever, they want Kalani, and they want Kalani to get as much money as possible for himself and for his program. It's so funny. I, I, BYU has a one of the most passionate fan bases in the country. Certainly no team in the West, no program in the West, has a more passionate fan base than BYU. I also think there's no bigger chasm between their fan base and what the people above Tom Homo think they should do with their athletic program. Meaning the fan base, you want to grow a beard? Grow a beard. You want to grow a mustache below your... uh, Mouth, which I've had a prominent coach, and it's not Aaron Roderick, tell me, why can't I do that? Ask me, why can't I do that? What harm is that? Uh, coach, we had our star player have to go shave 20 minutes before the game. That's freaking ridiculous. And every BYU fan, and I don't name names when I tell that story, they're saying, that's freaking ridiculous too. So the chasm between the loyal, passionate fan base and the folks above, not at Tom Homo's level, above Tom Homo's level, there's a big chasm. And they want to see Kalani be paid top dollar. They want to see the assistants be paid top dollar and the program being run at a top dollar rate because they're already getting a tremendous bargain for what they're putting out. So if Kalani can use that to get more money or actually take the Oregon job, actually most BYU fans will say, hey, more power to you, buddy. Go ahead. If these folks over here are going to be cheap, then you go do it the other way. And both of us, all three of us, have had coaches across the board tell us, man, BYU is so cheap. That's outgoing coaches and incoming coaches and present coaches. So, Kalani, let others do your work for you. This 5-0, and absolutely. This 5-0 and is the most pronounced number in the history of BYU football outside of 13-0. and Go ahead, argue. Any is argue with me. I love to argue, but you got nothing you can come back with me at. So fetch off, as they say. <laughs> they say that. 
in my neighborhood, obviously in your family, they didn't. I've nope. heard, I heard about the Mrs. Big James from growing up. Holy Toledo is yeah. crazy. Yeah, you would have thought the reason why she went in San Diego, she settled there after serving in the uh, in the military with the tattoos that she had and the language. She'd get really mad and say darn sometimes. Well, you know the sailors mm-hmm. in San Diego, they would say, man, your mouth is bad as Mrs. James. <laughs> That's what they would say. And I, I forget her name. She got some funky first name. It's not like Mary or Dorothy. It was an odd one. I, I, I learned it once. You wouldn't. You wouldn't tell me. No. So all I did is look it up. <laughs> Go look it up again. I know, but it's an it's an odd first name. It's not a it's a it's not a usual uh, first name. But I've long since forgot it. Go look it up, people, and then tweet it at us. It's Nyla. Save your time. Nyla. See, that's an unusual N-Y-L-A. first name. N-Y-L-A. Yeah, and my grandmother wanted a, it's a word scramble on another family name. Well, it's a beautiful sounding name, Nyla. And then in the hospital the day my mom was born, she found another mom who named the kid the same thing, and she was devastated because she wanted a unique, the one of a kind, not even a second, not unusual, unique. Well, it is, it's beautiful, and the reason why is because the initials are NJ, which in my mind stands for New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm glad we cleared that up. Come on, people. Where else can you get this? <laughs> Nowhere. At, at the time, it was NE, which I guess stands for Nebraska. Well, yeah, but I mean, as she's known on the rolls of eternity, it's NJ. There it is. So it's just genius the way Kalani's playing it. And let and there's been when he said when Reese Davis said that last night, I thought that's good for BYU publicity. recruiting for yeah. BYU. Untold bl- and I thought of you. About you talking about always selling. So I kind of had a little stream of thought, which I do often, obviously. And I'm thinking, and then I hearken back to the question Saturday night and what what uh, he just played. And I thought, man, that is perfect. So it is not trolling. It is selling. It's out there. Kalani just chose not to rub anybody's nose in it at the podium or whatever the press conference setup was after the SC game. Yeah, and I would have preferred he said, yeah, absolutely. Hell yes. We kicked the Pac-12's ass this year. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and why you are the PR for Kalani. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been awesome? Tell me. Tell me every BYU would fan it have would have been awesome? nuts. Would it have been awesome for us? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> would Kalani have had to have meetings? Absolutely. Uh, why? 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 <laughs> Why? Come on. It's not the BYU way, and you know it. Don't it's, ask No, why. it's not the BYU image. Right. And the BYU image is the BYU way. It's not. It's the, not? No, it's not. The BYU way is real life. It's real people living real lives, for better or worse, trying to live for better, but don't always succeed. That's the BYU way. That's the Latter-day Saint way. That was a very Lavellish comment out There's of There's like a million sinners. True. Well, however many got. Multiply it by that. I just use a million. I mean, we're all the same in that way. We all fall short. Everybody's jacked up. Yeah. So that's the, 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 the image is impossible to achieve. I mean, didn't Except Jesus he, say he came he for the sick, right not for the whole? And believe me, I'm sick. You have combat on golf courses <laughs> with four friends, 
on a relatively perfect day. I mean, for that time of year, it was an awfully good day. And you're out there cranking up music, getting in people's face on the third and fourth hole. I'm sick. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> so, and granted, it was a ridiculous thing for Jake to say. <laughs> I'm sick. That's the B- the BYU way is actually the real way, the real life. I can remember when uh, Max Hall got his problem in Arizona, and like the next day, we were at a golf tournament Thanksgiving point. We had Chad Lewis on, and we asked him about it. Right, because Max is a high-profile dude. It's unfortunate down in Arizona. He was at a Best Buy and shoplifting and drugs and blah blah blah. We all know that story. And Chad said something so simple, but yet so f- profound. Well, this is real life. We've now got to go help him and do all we can to support our brother because he has fallen. I'm paraphrasing, but I remember him saying, "This is real." No, life. he talked about the support, though. Yeah, he did talk about that. So rather than condemn and make fun and all the dumb things, no, this is real life. We're dealing with real life situations. These things happen in real life. They suck. And they've happened to, well, I mean, not everybody individually, but either a family member or a friend or what have you. I've sat, I'm not an alcoholic, but I've sat in the 12-step meetings to support somebody. Yeah. I mean, it's real. It's real life. That's the BYU way. Kevin, BYU fan, they are the Pac-12 South champs, and I'm loving the Ute tears. So many Utes are so offended, but it's true. And that is also the BYU way. Well, that's the rivalry way. That's the that's rivalry way. Is either is. way. Yes, absolutely. And that's the fun part of it. As long as it's taken in the context of sports, I say have at it. Dustin says, I mean, it's not untrue. They're undefeated against the Pac-12. And if Utah beats Oregon again, they have the head-to-head win to back it up. Oregon is the one team at the top of the conference that the Cougars didn't play, and they will play them next year. They beat the Utes and Arizona State, who finished 1-2 in the North. And they beat Washington, excuse me, in the South. They beat Washington State, who finished second in the North. The top four teams in the league, they didn't play Oregon. And I guess you could make an argument for UCLA as a top four team in the league because the South has more eight and four teams than the North. Well, so they didn't play you UCLA. could make an argument because somebody has to be in the top four. Right. We were uh, checking Pac-12 records yesterday, and UCLA didn't beat a team with a winning record. LSU ended up at 6-6. Six and six. That was the marquee win. And they beat everybody they were supposed to. Beat all the teams with losing records. But and the Devils only beat one, and it was them. UCLA, yeah. Yeah, if you want to know why... Utah has a distinct advantage over both of those schools. I'm at the gym yesterday, and I'm listening to Sports Talk Radio in Arizona, and they're talking about the Sun Devils and their somewhat mediocre year relative to expectations. And the two hosts going on, the one guy says, well, yeah, I mean, they only beat one team with a winning record. I mean, you look at Cal— Cal had all their guys out when they played. They didn't even freaking play Cal. <laughs> it was Cal against the U of A. And the other guy says, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when they had him. Uh, the U of A had it too. And he says, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're the host. And you don't even know. You don't but even know yet, who they They know who the 
backup long snapper on the practice squad is for the Cardinals. And then they're talking about the bowls and which bowl they should go to. And they keep going, well, they, they should go to the Holiday Bowl. It's, it's better, blah, blah, blah. They don't realize that the Holiday Bowl has fallen back. It is not up. It's at, not what it was. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, literally in the pecking order. Right. Actually, I think the Vegas finally, Bowl yeah. is ahead of them, is it not? I think they're doing away with the pecking order. Unofficial, officially, they're doing away they, with the pecking no, order. They can't do away with it though because they want to create more matchups. But yes, no, they Vegas, still have the rule. If Alamo you're two games ahead, they can't take the team below you. So there still is a. They may they may be doing away with it, but they're not doing away with it now. They did not know that the Vegas. They still think the Vegas Bowl is played on December first in San Boyd yeah, State. They had Sam no Boyd clue. State, yeah. No clue. And if you want to know why that program is going nowhere and your program is much better, it's because people care here. They don't care there. Overshadowed by the NFL. And to a certain degree, the other pro sports, but mostly the NFL. Yeah. And when they speak on it, they get it wrong. Yeah, Vegas is upgraded now. They're going to be getting Big Ten and SEC teams and, uh, and scheduled to alternate years. So, done with the whole... Mountain West on the yeah. uh, first Saturday of the bowl season, the third Saturday in December. I mean, they're all a bunch of bowls, but Vegas's profile has dr- risen dramatically in, in that regard. When, when they played BYU earlier, they had Herman Edwards, they had him on Mondays, and they asked him, one guy asked him, who do you play this week? He didn't even bother to look it up! <laughs> it's not that hard, it's not that far away. <laughs> You think that if they had a Cardinals guy on, Cliff Kingsbury, hey, who do you play this week? (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, here, we obsess over everything. That's one of the reasons why your program is in a much better spot. And I don't care that it's out in Utah. It doesn't matter. Utah is big enough now, speaking generally, not the specific university. It's a premier program in the West, and it will continue as such. So let BYU have their day. Let them let them have their little day, you'd fans. There it is. Always put the word <laughs> little in front of it. It's very demeaning. Especially in regard to something. Like your ego. And Utah, if you go to the Rose Bowl, celebrate wildly. Who cares that they beat you? They're, they're going to beat you at some point. We're going to continue forever. Streaks end. Yours ended. Yeah. Ohio State's ended. Everyone it ends. happens. Yeah. 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 When you're playing each other and there's that much passion involved. As awesome as Alabama's run has been, and it has been awesome, Auburn beat them with, a pick, with the uh, kick six return. It happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I would accept it. Let, let, if I'm U- the Utes, let them say that. And if I'm Kalani, don't say it. Let others say it for you. And having Reese Davis say that on their show, I thought, wow, that is a great publicity tool. I would cut that out and send it to all my all the recruits. And as the grad transfer portal grows, and obviously it's going to grow big time here in the next few weeks, and you got kids who would be considering you, particularly if they're not just seniors, so that means they're going to play in the Big 12. You know, if they're freshmen, sophomores, juniors, so they have two years left. Yeah, wow. Send that out there. Look what we did, especially on our side of the country, where we all identify with that conference. 
And I would imagine even really anywhere it's identifiable enough. But if you're recruiting California and Arizona kids, it can have an impact on a Texas kid, but it'll really hit home with the California and Arizona kids. And come play in the Big 12. And who are we kidding? Utah kids. (laughs) You can be recruiting head-to-head with them here. Yeah. Scotty, you never hear Notre Dame claiming ACC champions. You sound needy, zoobs. <laughs> uh, anybody want to remind Scotty what happened in the ACC title game last year? Yeah, they were... Clemson worked Notre Dame. They were literally in because of the unusual circumstances. Uh, but never compare anything to Notre Dame. Yeah, Clemson. Clemson won big. All right, DJ and PK coming up. Riley Jensen, top of the hour. Get his pick on the Utah-Oregon game. Who's going to win the Pac-12 title game? We will talk with Riley about that. And the Aggies in San Diego State. Who's going to win the Mountain West Conference title game? Riley's coming up at 8 o'clock. DJ and PK. Kyle Whittingham will be here at 8.30. Stay with us. This is Hanson Scotty. Let's do it. I want to see BYU face somebody that is really going to put them to the challenge. Hell, throw them in the Rose Bowl with Utah. Let's go round two on this bad boy. Could you imagine? People are going to be so... Oh, I know. At Scotty G. No, don't give them the Twitter account. (laughs) Okay, obviously it's never going to happen. I just think it'd be funny for Utah fans finally get to the Rose Bowl and they look across the field and there's Kalani Sataki with a smile on his face like, yeah, we're here too, guys. (laughs) Hey, did you see that parade? It was really cool. (laughs) Did you see the gifts they gave us? This is incredible. Can you believe this payday? We're all going to be rich? Oh, you have to share your bowl purse? Oh, Oh, yeah, we get all of it. Okay. uh, I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What kind of a show is this? Catch Hans Olsen and Scotty G every day from noon to 3 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Join Hans and Scotty Friday at the warehouse from noon to 3. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Oh my gosh, Boom! All right, so to finish up that bowl discussion deep down, you just don't care if they go to the Independence Bowl or if they go to the Guaranteed Rate Bowl. I mean, obviously, if they get offered wait, a wait. shot at a New Year's Six Bowl, then I don't care. All in. Where is the Guaranteed Rate Bowl? It is in Phoenix at Chase Field, and suddenly you're asking me to consider if you would like to gravy train a trip to Arizona in December. <laughs> so I don't care. <laughs> You so your advice to BYU would be lobby furiously for the guaranteed rate bowl. I would think the guaranteed rate bowl, which is that used to be the insight bowl or whatever, the dot com bowl. Yeah, it's had different things. Yeah. But yeah, that's I would think it would be the other way around. If I were them, I would lobby hard for BYU. I wouldn't I'm BYU looking at a projection now that says lobby. I'm looking at a projection now that says Texas Tech and Ball State. So if you're, and that's a projection, I have no idea, Uh, but if you're ESPN and you have a relationship with BYU, I mean, if you're Tom Holman, you can't pick up the phone and order ESPN what to do. But guys, if you can help us out, we are more than willing. They don't need to be helped out. If I'm the guaranteed rate bull. I'm begging ESPN. Yeah, that's where it is. If I'm Tom, I'm going down to St. George and playing golf. (laughs) I don't have to schedule anymore. That's taken care of. Well, he's got to unschedule. Oh, I have to just reschedule. Yeah, a few. he's got to. He's yeah. got to. He's got to break deals. Yeah, but he's got all sorts of time to do that. <laughs> he said, <laughs> actually, he doesn't. He said it's got to be done now because you got to allow those schools a chance to make up the date. 
It's, but a lot of those uh, are written into the contract if they got in that they mm-hmm. would be able to get out. So they're not going to be yeah, he's choose which financial ones to penalties here. And I know he's probably going to be at the BYU basketball game tonight. I'm just joking uh, because they've got a program on the rise for sure and their women's team's kicking butt too. And But it's more to the advantage of the guaranteed rate folks. And a guarantee, I'm going to put a guaranteed rate on that. Somebody, they would rather have BYU. Well, somebody on that committee is Latter-day Saint. Or certainly all of the committee understands Latter-day Saint folks. And BYU is going to put butts in, in seats. In, in the Phoenix Texas, area. Yeah, in a way Texas Tech and Ball State are They've not got going three to Latter-day Saint temples in that community now. So bring the Cougar fans out to the ballpark. They've got one right off the 202 and... Gilbert area. They got the old Mesa one that's been there forever. And then they got one North Phoenix. It's right across the street, literally right across the street from a golf course. The It's the 500 Club, they call it. I mean, it is like Pinnacle Peak Road. Literally, you could hit a nine iron off the statue. <laughs> <laughs> Security will be out shortly after that. And the people, when you're, you know, a marshal will drive around, do you like our new clubhouse? You know, they'll joke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because obviously, you know, it's not a clubhouse. You know, it's clearly beautiful edifices and all that stuff. But yeah, the point is, there's so many folks. I don't know what the, the attendance record is for that, but they'd shatter it. I mean, Ball State and, and Texas Tech, you lost your coach, you fired your coach, your interim coach is taken off. And then you hired another guy. Yeah, that's a December 28 bowl, so that's going to mess up the uh, the staff's Christmas plans because the Independence Bowl, as we have discussed, is on the early side. It's in the old Las Vegas Bowl time slot. Right, but it's far enough after Christmas that you don't have to be down there Christmas Day. It's not like going to the Motor City Bowl and playing yeah. on December 26th. Yeah. That was less than ideal. Right, <laughs> right. So I think you could probably leave that night of Christmas or the next day and still have plenty. I I think, I don't know that. I wouldn't think you'd have to be down there for Christmas. I'm not sure. I wouldn't think the bowl people want you down there for Christmas. You'd think they want their Christmas too. Yeah. To me... Worst case scenario, you do your Christmas morning thing and you fly in on a charter Christmas night. Exactly. Precisely. Precisely. That's what I'm saying. Yes. And fans, they can go down on the 26th just as easily. So you can do all that stuff. So, yeah, I think that's a no-brainer for the Cougars uh, if they can find a way to get it done. But I would think if I'm the guaranteed rate thing or whatever it's called, I'm begging. If ESPN has that much influence, I'm begging them to uh, send us the Cougars. Are you kidding me? That That's an extra. Uh, now, who would they play? Which game are you, what, are you talking The guaranteed bowl or whatever it's called. Big 12 or Big 10. That's why Texas Tech was in there. Uh, that's plenty good enough. Penn, I mean, Penn State's a possibility. Well, Penn State's Purdue. a brand name, been a brand name forever. Depends. All of this depends on you know how many teams you get in a New Year's Six, and the Big Ten could get three. I would think. I would expect them to. Michigan State, Michigan, and Ohio State, and then if Iowa pulls the upset, maybe Michigan State doesn't get in, but then right. Iowa would. Right. Right. Because Iowa would go Rose Bowl if they win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But right now, Michigan to a playoff game, Ohio State to the Rose Bowl, and then Michigan State to whatever 
Bowl. However, mm-hmm. that fits in. If I'm the Cougars, I, and I try to, if I'm Tom and his folks, I try to maneuver that game too. You recruit in Arizona, you got fans and boosters in Arizona, or you go plant the flag in some place where you don't play very often. Nah. Not if I got a chance to do this. I, I don't know that it matters for the team because you're going to have to play a football game either way. But I think for your fan base and all, clearly they would want that. And the folks who run the bowl, clearly they would want you. All right, DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Phoenix, Arizona or Shreveport, Louisiana. Discuss amongst yourselves. Coming up next, we're going to discuss the Pac-12 title game and the Mountain West Conference title game. Riley Jensen, our college football insider. Who's going to win the conference title games? Riley's up at 8. Kyle Whittingham, Utah football coach at 8.30. Dylan Colley, the former BYU wide receiver at 9. Right here on The Zone Sports Network.